Hey everyone, this is Zach Roberts with Easy One Comics and More Podcast, and today on the show, we're going to be talking about our top 10 superhero couples or couples in the movies, comics, TV shows, and more from Marvel Universe and DC Universe. I am joined by my lovely wife, Marissa Roberts. Marissa, go ahead and say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone. So Marissa, we're going to be doing a Valentine's Day special today on these top 10 superhero couples. And we are definitely a superhero couple. We've been together for nine years now, married for five years, and the last six months of our life has brought us so much joy and totally different living. We have a six-month-old baby boy at our house named Parker Lee Roberts, and that name is no coincidence. Tell us a little bit about the name. Well, of course, as you know, Zach's favorite superhero is Spider-Man, who, whose name is Peter Parker. So, I thought, Parker, it's a very popular name now, and I thought, well, we can take that from that. And then a middle name, Lee. And, and of course, that's from Stan Lee, who, who Zach got to meet and who's passed away now. So, we did, we did Parker Lee. We, we had another name, which was Thomas Hunter O'Ryan Roberts, which would have been Thor. But, you know, baby Thor just wasn't really good for us so we thought Parker Lee sounded more fitting for the time that we're in right now <laughs> yeah it's not safe to say to have a little Asgardian running around your house I think it'd be cool it would have been cool if we named him that and he was a football player like Gronkowski or something like that and we just called him Thor but you never know I think the name's fitting and yes it's definitely comic book themed so like I said today this is our Valentine's Day show to everyone happy valentine's day we hope you guys are having a good time and if you're listening happy valentine's day we're going to be talking about the top 10 superhero couples from the movies comics tv shows that we enjoy and on number 10 i have listed thor and jane foster that's just a great matchup i mean if you watch the movies they're they're great together from the beginning, she's she's all trusting in Thor. I mean, he's fell from from space basically, and everybody thinks she's crazy. And she's following this man around, trying to figure out what he needs, what he's doing, and 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 she trusts him. And you can tell that she's she falls in love with him quickly. They're a great match, even in the comic books, um, in recent comic books. It's just it's just great. It's a great couple. Yeah, the Thor and Jane Foster relationship is pretty funny. Like I said, the movie was really fun to watch. You know, he falls out of the sky from Asgard to planet Earth, and she is a scientist, and she stumbles upon this man, and they end up falling for each other. She is, you know, irresistibly falls in love with Thor, and is totally surprised by his stories, but somehow believes him, and she falls in love with him. You know, we had the sequel with The Dark World. We're hoping to see more of these two characters, and... Thor, Love, and Thunder. I'm hoping to see more of Jane Foster. They really hit it off with the chemistry that they built in the movie. Hopefully we'll get to see Jane Foster become the Thor that we've seen in the comic books. I'm excited for that. I'm just hoping that it doesn't end tragic. I I just want them two to stay stay together. they're, They're perfect together. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, you saw Jane was constantly searching the skies in the in the readings with her, you know, technology to try to find him again and yeah. see if there was another opening if he was coming back. And and you did see more of that going on to the movies. But that's number ten, Thor and Jane Foster, hoping to see more of them in Thor: Love and Thunder. Number nine, 
Marissa, you're going to like this one. And I thought of this one. And I had to put it on the list because I actually like it too. Number nine is Supergirl and Monel. This is from the CW TV series Supergirl. And if you've not watched this you show, have, yeah, you have to watch it. You have to watch this one. And Supergirl and Monel is is a great duo right there. They're a great duo. They're a great love match. I don't know if it plays out right. Well, I'll tell you. When I watch the show, when when Monel comes comes down to earth, I guess you can say he doesn't seem like the type of person that Supergirl is is going to be attracted to. He's just this really arrogant character at first, and then they end up falling in love, and it's just a perfect match when they actually become a couple. And 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 you just love them. You just love watching them. And then it's pretty tragic. He he has a I can't I can't remember correctly, but. He ends up having a wife, and I can't remember if he thought that she had died on the on the the planet that he's from, or what exactly happened. However, he ends up going back and being with her and, and leaving Supergirl. It's just tragic, and it's just so emotional. And you thought that Supergirl was going to have a happy ending, and you just know now that she's not because nobody is ever going to be Monel to her, and and that's what she's wanting. She's wanting Monel. Well, she wants somebody that she can relate with. Yeah. It's the same way with, like, Supergirl or Superman. They're from outer space. They're from the planet Krypton. They are, like, superhumans. And no one really understands them. No one gets them. They they can do so much and be so much. But she didn't really have to play downplay herself to try to be as human as possible. Mon-El was this character <laughs> that, hey, you could be Supergirl if you want to around me. I mean, he understood that. But they also had a little bit of a conflict. Supergirl, Kara being from Krypton, yes, and <clears throat> Monel being from Daxum. That was a long history of Kryptonians and Daxamites that hated each other. And how in the world could they fall in love? It was kind of forbidden. And that was pretty neat how they played it in the TV show. And they were a really good match. And like I said, I think as well, what it came down to is he didn't know that his original wife or his wife had survived all the devastation from Daxum. I believe that's how the show went. I can't remember. I do remember that they um, his mom had caused some trouble as well and, and took him captive. And it, it, it was never an easy road for Supergirl and Monel, but the love between the two of them was there so much. And Monel becomes this character that you see as actually being a really good guy because he realizes, you know, he has this wife and and he, he can't do this to her. And he has to go back home to her. And it, it's just, he did the right thing, but it just is so tragic for Supergirl because she'll never love anybody like she loves Monel, in, in my opinion, in the show. And with the Supergirl show and CW, they do a lot of different crossovers and fun things. And you're wondering, was Monel or is he the only love interest for Supergirl? And we could probably argue. Maybe Flash or even Arrow could be a love interest. You never know. They kind of toy with it and have some fun with it. But Supergirl and Mon-El, great love interest, great couple. It was kind of neat to see them on the TV show. Uh, number eight, we're going to pick Joker and Harley Quinn. Joker and Harley Quinn are totally twisted. We know they're insane, but they're two peas in a pod. They, they absolutely are totally different. A lot of people love these two characters. Harley Quinn is probably one of the best characters they, they've ever, you know, adapted for uh, animated series and put into the comic books like they have. Her, she's blown up with her own movie, comic book. She's had her own comic book. She's such a big character, and she's all about Mr. J, her pudding. What do you think about these two? 
uh, to me, I, I'm not a big fan of Harley Quinn and the Joker. They do go together. I mean, there is nobody else that could go together like Harley Quinn and the Joker, really. But to me, those that are fans of Harley Quinn and the Joker are really just fans of bad relationships. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say it. They are they are just bad. They're like oil and water, but at the same time, they're the same. They just, they fight, and I, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's really a big ball of crazy. It is crazy. And, and they do go together. I mean, I can't say that they don't. I can't say who in the world would be with the Joker or Harley Quinn besides the two of them. But, yeah. Fans of them are fans of bad relationships. <laughs> yeah, they are two iconic characters for sure. Arguably, they could be even higher on the list uh, for some people. But Joker and Harley Quinn come at eight on our list. On number seven, we got Batman and Catwoman. This is probably the flip side to this crazy relationship of uh, Joker and Harley Quinn. Batman and Catwoman. I love the story that they shown with Bruce and Selina from the Gotham TV series. If you've not watched it, that's a really good uh, series. That gives you a lot of backstory of all the characters maybe before Batman came about. A young Bruce and a young Selina. And why there is history between the two. And of course the comic books come out and they write stories here and there. Where you always see Catwoman. And she's always on the run you know, catch and release type with Batman and Catwoman. They have history, and I like those two characters together. They, they're probably a bad relationship. They're not as bad as Harley Quinn and the Joker. They're more cat and mouse. They're really almost never together, but together to me. That's how I, I picture, you know, Batman and Catwoman. They're together, but not. So that's number seven on our list is Batman and Catwoman. Number six, I'm going to put down Aquaman and Mara. Now, Aquaman and Mara are two of my favorite characters. Uh, arguably, they could go even higher on my list. You can't have one without the other. That's what I'm going to say about those two. You know, you have Aquaman, who is a person from Atlantis, but also is a, a land dweller. So he has that conflict of being a part of the Justice League, being on the land, taking care of Atlantis, uniting the seven seas. And then you have to have somebody like Mara in your corner to help and basically organize and structure uh, things back home with Atlantis. And she's such a strong person. And you see their story develops and it grows. You know, they, they get married. They also have a kid, you know, Aqualad. And the story keeps going on and on. And I like these two. I, I do too. She's she's really the leader for him. She keeps him stable, I think. And they're they're perfect together, really. Not just because of, I guess, their geographical location, I guess you could say. But she keeps him stable, and he's just trying to find his way, I think. And I think that you see him become greater because of her. Yeah, that's true. I mean, within the comic book series, and then, you know, you watch if you watch the movie, I mean, she's more Atlantean than, than he is, in a way. So she's got a lot of the custom, and she can kind of organize and keep things the way they should be and need to be if he needs to go off and, and take care of things up on land as well. But those two are two strong characters. Uh, they've done a lot of storylines with them in the comic books. Like I said, you normally don't see one without the other. I like those two. And they come in at number six on our list. Number five, we have Iron Man and Pepper Potts. I love these two. Iron Man is such a playboy, but Pepper Potts is always his stable person and his constant person. 
And at first, I never would have guessed when I watched the movies that Iron Man and Pepper Potts were going to be together. I thought, there's no way. Um, she just doesn't seem like she's interested. She seems annoyed by him most of the time, and he just seems like she's his helper. I mean, basically, that's how it is. But I think that that he he longs for somebody like her in the movies because like I said she's stable she's constant she's she's there for him when he's when he's down kind of thing yeah they're a fun couple to watch and at first I really didn't like Pepper Potts I didn't think that was ever going to go anywhere you know you watch the movie and like I said Tony is out with anybody and everybody and Pepper's always kind of there cleaning up the mess and trying to keep his life organized in a way and she's the assistant so you're thinking how in the world is that going to work out? Tony's going to fall for her. And honestly, just like in the movie, or in the movies there, she grows on you. She she grows on you. The more fun that Tony becomes of her, the kind of more fun I became of her. And you saw that story develop all the way up into the Avengers Endgame, where we know how that happened, how that ended. But they were able to have a, a life of their own, a child of their own. And then, of course, you know, the main ending of Endgame, pretty rough. Pretty rough to watch, a little little sentimental, a little emotional. But those two are definitely an iconic love story. Uh, it's a good couple in the cinematic universe and in the comic books. And who knows, maybe we'll see a TV show from them. I like how you put that, though. They, the more that... Um, Pepper Potts grows on Iron Man really the more that you grow that the, the movie shows you liking her as well yeah it, it, it really does it almost even shows her more and even softens her up a little bit and, and I think I think that's great yeah they had some really touching moments yeah. he actually does have a heart and she, <laughs> and, she, and she seems a little harsh in the beginning the first movie she's a little harsh as well she's she's real um you know not personable really mm-hmm. it's just kind of business but like you said it just kind of grows with the with the movies and stuff number four we have barry allen the flash and iris and this is mine this is not zach's he probably wouldn't even have this on the top 10 list uh he's not a big flash fan he thinks it's cheesy, which it is. It is. It's a very predictable love story. The one thing that's constant in The Flash is, is Iris for him. He's always, it's always her. It's always going to be her. I mean, I could definitely say I could use Flash and Iris together. Definitely in the top ten list here. And I could probably even give it a top five. Because the more that I think about it, the more that I talk about it, they do have a strong constant relationship they are a big couple in dc universe when they reintroduced barry allen into the mainstream comic books in dc the one thing that they they kept constant is that barry was running through the speed force and he was trying to reach for iris and whenever they put him back into the comic books there's a moment where he reaches out somehow through the speed force and the first thing he does or first thing that you see is he is reaching out to Iris and he grabs her and they are holding each other. So that's a constant thing you see in the TV show too, right? It is. It definitely is. I've watched the, the entire show I, probably even several times over. But it's constant. No matter what's going on in Barry Allen's life, she is there for him. She's what brings him back most of the time. And even though the time, he, he changes the time, all, you know, throughout his show, even in the comic books, but Iris is constant. 
it's just she's constant for him yeah it's kind of different i don't know if there's any more or any other love interest for for the flash like we, we kind of hit around seen it, really. played around you know maybe maybe supergirl you know could have had that and according to like the cw shows if supergirl maybe had a you know, thing for him, or maybe uh, you know, Felicity. Felicity you know, from was a, Arrow. What well, could have been a closer one, but it's it's always Iris, and it's always going to be Iris. I think I've never seen anything like, different. Yeah, we joke around that no matter what universe or parallel universe or alternate Earth that he might be running to or from, he's probably going to be trying to find Iris, he's and he's probably going to always try to find his mom and his dad. You know, he's always going to run back to them. It's it's just that. But that's number four on. Our list is Flash and Iris. Number three, we have Captain America and Agent Carter. This just rips my heart out. This this story really did. When I first watched the Captain America movie, it was when I was first getting into the, the comic book movies. And and uh, it I watched it, and he falls in love with her, and then he comes back to, to find her, you know, 90 years old, about to die. And I just could not believe what I was watching. I, I, I was just devastated. So when the Endgame movie came out and he goes back in time and he stays with her, everything was it was, was alright. I don't care what else happened in the movie. Endgame will always be my favorite because of that. It, it made everything right in the Marvel Universe to me because I have been waiting forever for Captain America to be happy. He's such a good guy. And, and, <laughs> and I needed him to find Agent Carter. Yeah, I, I probably could have done without the Endgame movie. I could have stopped that Infinity War. But when you make a comment like that, talking about Captain America and his love for Agent Carter, in the first movie of Captain America, we, we knew that they had the love interest and everything like that. And we know how he kind of saved the day and boom, he was frozen for so many years. He missed all that time. He didn't even get to do that dance that he promised her. And they loved, they loved each other. You knew it. And I think a lot of guys look at that movie and they're just like, yeah, he saved the day and, and he, he had this thing for Agent Carter, but it's over. No, it was more than that. And I think the end game showed that. Us, us women who have watched that movie, we knew it was more than that for him because he runs straight to her. And she kept a picture of him for all those years. So we knew they were in love with each other. And, and the end game confirms it. And end game confirms that, that he always wanted to be with her. And that he wasn't happy until he finally gets to stay with her. Yeah, that was a good good plot, good point made in the movie of Avengers Endgame. I'm glad they did that. That was a pretty big movie. A lot of people argue say that maybe wasn't the best one out of the movies, but I'm glad that whenever they started doing some of the, the ending there, that that's one thing that kind of tied back into one of the first movies. So that's cool how they're always able to do that. Number two on our list, and you guys could probably start guessing where we're going here, is Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy. Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy is such a big love story. It's a tragic love story, if you don't know that. But it's such a big love story. And we're going to talk about the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Those two movies. And then we could even talk about the comic book series, Amazing Spider-Man, with Gwen Stacy in it. So, Marissa, tell me about what you know about Gwen Stacy. And what's your thoughts about this love story here? Again, you know, this... I, I had not got into comic books really before I met Zach. So when we went to watch this movie, I was really excited. I was so excited. I had no idea what was going to happen. And I, I remember sitting in the movie theaters and, and just being devastated when she died. 
I, I could not believe what I was watching. I really didn't think at first she had died. And, and I haven't watched the movie since. I don't want to watch the movie since. It, even when I think about it, it just makes me an emotional wreck. It just really gets me. I, I think I even cried. <laughs> it was like Captain America and Agent Carter all over again, really. Yeah. But worse. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know if I shed a tear. I definitely probably could have. <laughs> I love Gwen Stacy. I, I'm, I was so fond of the way that Gwen Stacy was portrayed. Emma Stone played her. I thought she did perfect as a role of Gwen Stacy in the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 movies. I wasn't entirely fond of those two movies, but what I was so excited and looked forward to was her yeah. being in there and the fact that they were doing Gwen Stacy instead of Mary Jane. And if you're doing the story of Gwen Stacy, you have to know where they're going. According to the comic books, Amazing Spider-Man 121, Gwen Stacy dies. And she dies by a Green Goblin. Or, you know, with the big help of Green Goblin. He takes her off into one of the bridges, either George Washington Bridge or the Brooklyn Bridge in New York City, and throws her off the top of the bridge. And the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie, we, we see that. We know that he's grabbed her and he's taking her through the air and where he's going. And the entire time I was watching that scene, I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to do it. They're going to do the story. And I was so devastated. I was like, oh, I couldn't help but watch. And I was just kind of frozen. And once they did that scene and Spider-Man flicks the web to catch her and, you know, she's dead like, like she was in the comic books, I was so, so frozen and just in a panic. I didn't know what to say or do. It was very emotional. But she is very tragic. I thought they did a great job with the with the movie there with Emma Stone playing Gwen Stacy. But that storyline, that is Peter Parker's first love. And, you know, I'm glad they captured it. Like I said, the movie wasn't great entirely. But the fact that they put that on the screen and made that moment real for me, that was a pretty big deal. I've always heard of that storyline. Never did actually read it or hold the comic book in my hand, but my dad always told me about it. And I knew that was happening. And I couldn't, I couldn't see it. Uh, I mean, it, it was so hard to watch. So that was number two on our list. And of course, number one, Spider-Man and Mary Jane Watson. That is the top pick for our love couple, our duo for our superheroes. Spider-Man and Mary Jane Watson. Everybody knows of the two. Marissa, what do you think about them? I, I really enjoy that storyline, especially in the comic books. I mean, that's really... To me, who Spider-Man needs to be with. I know the storyline of Gwen Stacy, but it has always been Peter Parker and Mary Jane. And in the movies, I'm not a big fan of the movies with her because I don't like Kristen Dunst as, as Mary Jane. I just don't see her being Mary Jane. Bryce Dallas or somebody like that is just really who I would who I would have picked. And, and she doesn't even seem to really like Peter Parker too much in, in, in like the first movie. But the comic book storyline of it is it's just great. It's just great. Yeah, I love the way she's drawn. <laughs> I, I love the way, the look and everything, how they do her in the comic books. Even the old stuff. A lot of great things with Spider-Man and Mary Jane. A lot of great sayings. You know, face it, Tiger, you hit the jackpot. You know, it's one of the most known sayings yeah, uh, in the comic book series. You know, still people quote that and, and know about that saying. And she's always been in the background, behind the scenes. During the death of Gwen Stacy, she was there to comfort Peter and be there for him. Uh, one thing I like to point out with the comic books and how they, they drew her and wrote the story within the panels, you know, most of the scenes you always saw Mary Jane Watson was, there was always an opening for her. Maybe a door was opened or you would see her. There was never a, a shut door until one moment 
you know, after the death of Gwen Stacy, she shuts the door and during one visit with Peter, and she is on the correct side of the door with him. And they kind of lose to the fact that these two are going to be an item. They're going to be together. And so, you know, they had a little back and forth, you know, consistent or inconsistent about whether they were going to stay together because, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Can you have a relationship and still be Spider-Man? But they've done so much fun work with Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson. Uh, They've done storyline like Amazing Spider-Man Renewing Your Vows with Peter Parker and Mary Jane. And they have a young one. Their, Their little daughter has, you know, spider powers, basically. And they're kind of the superhero team together. And they've done so much with them. They are a very big couple. Probably one of the most iconic couples. I know you guys have some other ideas or iconic couples that you're thinking about. But that's definitely our top pick. And one of the biggest storylines I just remembered, of course, was the the brand new day or one more day storyline. Where they made a deal with Mephisto character. And what he wanted from Spider-Man to kind of change everything, they undid 30 years of comic book writing. And they undid the marriage of Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson. That's crazy big. So like even the marriage issue, that was huge. Huge. Everybody showed up to it. But those are two iconic characters that we absolutely love and enjoy. Hopefully we'll see another version of Mary Jane Watson. Maybe something we can, you know, like more. I'm not fond of the you know, Far From Home or Homecoming Mary Jane. I love Zendaya, the the actress, but that's not Mary Jane to me. There you have it. That's our top 10 list of superhero couples from comics, movies, TV shows, and more from Marvel Universe and DC Universe. I want to thank my lovely wife, Marissa Roberts, for being on the show with me today. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you very much. If you guys want to listen or hear from her more, just let us know. Absolutely. Because we know that I was really the star of the show today. Absolutely. You always <laughs> are. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of Easy One Comics and more, be sure to go to Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a share. Look up Easy One Comics and more. To listen for more of our podcast, download Spotify for free. Create your free account. Search Easy One Comics and more podcasts. Give us a like. Give us a share. And always, guys, thanks for listening. And stay tuned for more. <laughs>